The title of the message for today is I am the gate of the sheep. This is the main theme of this passage, John chapter 10, verses 1 to 10. Dr. Adrian Rogers was the senior pastor of Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee for 33 years before he died in 2005. You can still listen, I know, on WJCS. You can still hear Dr. Rogers every day. He was a man of great passion and a man of God. He wrote 18 books, and in one of his books called The Lord is My Shepherd, he describes the nature of sheep as being dependent, dumb, defenseless, directionless, and easily distracted. Wow, what a description of sheep. Dr. Rogers says animals have defense mechanisms. Think about it. The lion can roar. The lion can bite. Tigers can claw. Bears can crush. Mules can kick. Snakes can bite. Skunks can spray you with a wonderful perfume. I got sprayed when I was at Gordon-Conwell Seminary. And one of the most embarrassing moments of my life, the next day, I had to preach and preach in clinic, and I could not get rid of that horrible, horrible perfume. Isn't it interesting that sheep don't have a defense mechanism like many other animals? According to the website Sheep 101 on the computer, sheep are a prey animal. When they are faced with danger, their natural instinct is to flee, not fight. Domesticated sheep have come to rely on man for protection from predators. Psalm 100 verse 3 tells us that we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now think about that, of all of the different animals, God chooses to relate us to sheep. Now, you can take that however you want, but he knows our nature. In this passage of scripture, the Bible speaks to us about Jesus being the gate. He is the gate, the only gate to salvation. He's the only gate to security, and he's the only gate to satisfaction. So let's look together at these three points. First of all, Jesus is the only gate to salvation. John 10.1 says, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen gate, the, the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The only way the sheep are to get into the gate or get into the pen is through the gate. And sometimes even the shepherds would lay down at the gate. It would be a a pen that would be built usually with rocks and sometimes with brush on the top. And the shepherd would lay down. Think of Jesus. He laid down his life for us as his sheep. In verse 7, the Bible says, I am the gate of the sheep. No one is going to get into the kingdom of God unless they come through Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. 
In Acts 4.12, the Bible says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. 1 Timothy 2.5 says, there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. Some people, even some Christians, believe that Allah and the Christian's God are the same. Oh, my brothers and sisters in Christ, do not believe this lie. They are totally different. If you get a copy of the Quran or look it up online, you will find in the Quran in Sirah 4, verse 160, this is what it says. God is only one God, far be it from his glory that he should have a son. The Quran says clearly, Allah has no son. What does our Bible tell us? When Jesus was baptized, the Father said in Matthew 3, 17, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Do not fall for the lie that there's one God and we all worship the same God. There's only one true and living God and that is God the Father. He's the creator God. And he reveals himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Stand fast for what the truth of the Word of God says. Do not compromise. Do not compromise the Word of God. Don't water it down. When the Southern Baptists, many, many years ago, I'm, I'm part of the, what's called the North American Baptist. German immigrants started our conference. It's different than the Southern. But Dr. Adrian Rogers was part of the Southern Baptist. And back in the late 70s, the Southern Baptists were drifting into liberalism. They were drifting into pluralism. They were drifting, drifting, drifting. And God raised up Dr. Rogers and several other leaders who led them back, even like Al Mohler at Southern Seminary. When Al Mohler came there, Many of the professors were fired because they had drifted away from the inspired word of God. Hold on to the word of God. I know you do that. I've heard your preachers preach. I was at Becky's drive-in a number of times. I've been here. I've heard your preachers. I know they stand fast, but let's make a commitment to continue to stand fast. He is the only gate through which people can find salvation. The sheep listen to his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. God's voice is not an audible voice. Don't expect God to speak to you audibly. In fact, if you want to hear God's audible voice, read your Bible out loud. Then you'll hear the voice of God. But his voice is more like a still, small voice, deep inside of you, giving you conviction and saying, you ought to do this, you ought not to do this. Listen for the voice of God. Jesus said in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. The voice of God will speak within you. The spirit will speak. But I would tell you this, whatever you think the spirit is saying to you, it will always be 100% in agreement with what God's word teaches. And if you have any doubt about what the Word teaches and what you think the Spirit is teaching, you stick with the Word. And God will prove himself true. My sheep hear my voice. Sometimes several shepherds would take their flock and they would combine them in the same sheep pen. 
So you might say, how in the world is that shepherd ever going to know which sheep are his? They recognize his voice. And all that shepherd has to do the next morning after they've had time in the sheep pen is he just goes out and he goes out ahead of the sheep and he just starts calling them. And those sheep, they just go like this. I saw that in Albania with cattle. I couldn't believe it. 150 cattle on the same hillside. And when they came down into the town, they went right into the farm, right where they were supposed to go, right into the stall where they knew they would be at home. My sheep hear my voice. When he has brought them out, all his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Will they follow the wrong shepherd? Absolutely not. They will run away from the false shepherd. They will follow the one whose voice they're familiar with. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Spend time in God's word daily. As the navigators say on the hand, read it, hear it, study it, meditate on it, memorize it, so that God's word is within you, so that when you're out in the world and people are speaking, you will recognize truth. You will recognize what is false, what is counterfeit, because the word of God is shaping your thinking. He calls his own sheep by name. I, I, this, this to me is absolutely amazing. If I see a hundred, especially white sheep, I can't tell one from another. But our good shepherd knows every sheep and he knows them by name. Psalm 147 verse 4 says, He appoints the number of the stars and calls them all by their names. There are billions and billions of stars in our galaxy, and there are galaxies that even the Hubble telescope hasn't discovered. And yet, our shepherd knows everyone by name. He knows your name, and he cares about you, he loves you, and he's the way to salvation, and he wants you to come to him. There's no other way. He knows us by name. When I was a young boy, my dad was a a mail carrier at Penn State, and he would take me with him sometimes because I had a cousin in State College, and he would drop me off. I grew up in central Pennsylvania, and Dad would go in these buildings, and he'd say, good morning, George. Hi, Gladys. Hi, Bill. Hi, Mary. Howard. And I would say as a little kid, Dad, you know all these people by name? He said, yeah, I know them. I get to know them. And when I was a little kid, I said, I want to be like my daddy. I saw how people come alive when you mention them by name. Have you ever been out at the mall, and someone says, Darby? They say, Bill, and you you talking to me? Dale Carnegie wrote a book back in the 30s, and it was called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And this is what he said. He said, remember that for a man, there is no sweeter or more important sound in any language than a person's name. You call people by name, they'll light up. Our God wants us to light up for him when he calls our name, and we are very important to him. He leads his sheep and they follow him. Psalm 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you shall go. I will guide you with my eye. We must not go astray. All we like sheep have gone astray. We're like sheep. We're defenseless and sometimes we're dumb. And sometimes Christians do dumb things. I'm grateful that God has a big eraser. And he will erase our sins and forgive us. He is the only gate to salvation. John MacArthur said, 
I would suggest that this is not a good time for weak men to be preaching weak messages in weak churches. This is a time for bold, powerful, strong, biblical messages that call people to hear the word of God and respond. This is the only hope for any people or individuals. Folks, we need a revival today. We need a mighty revival. Don't give up in your praying. You continue to live for the Lord. You be an instrument that God can use in revival. It's our only hope as a nation. Jesus is the only gate to salvation. Secondly, he's the only gate to security. John 10.9 says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come and go in and out and find pasture. Jesus protects the sheep from thieves and robbers. One of the thieves, one of the robbers, were the whole group of people called the Pharisees. They were legalists. They had all their lists. You just do all of these things, check off this list, and you're going to be fine. They missed the whole point of Jesus, his grace, his forgiveness, the freedom that he gives. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, not bound. You are free to be saved is to be rescued from the death penalty. That's why Christ died on the cross. He paid the penalty for you and for me. He was raised from the dead to give us the gift of eternal life. Jesus protects his sheep in time of need. So the word saved isn't just a word to be applied for salvation. It also means to be rescued, to be delivered, to be safe and sound. Has God's invisible hand ever rescued you? Has he ever rescued you during a time of illness, during a time of crisis? Did he ever rescue your marriage, your business? Praise him for the times he rescued you. Our son, Evan, we have two boys and two girls. Our son, Evan, is a deputy sheriff in Collier County in Naples, Florida. In 2017, he called me, and it was in February, and he said, Dad, I'm going to take the boys fishing. Evan has three boys. They were, they're triplets, and they were seven years old. And he said, we're going to go out fishing. I said, great. I've been out with them. And I said, have a great time. Well, they went out with one of the other sheriff's boat. They're 12 miles out in the ocean, open water, in an area called Gordon's Pass. Evan notices that water is coming up over the, the motor, and he says to the guys, hey, we're taking on water. And the guy grabbed his radio, but before he could give the coordinates, he gave a mayday call, but before he could give the coordinates as to where they were located, the boat sank. My son, his friend, and our three little triplets, the triplets had their vests on, they, and the men did too. Our little triplets were hanging onto a water cooler. Wink News caught this story. We're going to see it now. Tonight on Wink News, a life-saving encounter near Gordon Pass when a family rescues two men and three children from a sinking boat. You first heard the story yesterday on Wink News at 6. Only Wink News reporter Taylor Basaki spoke with the family who many are calling heroes. She joins us now live in studio. And Taylor, what did the family have to say to you? Well, they're calling it a miracle. The family recently moved here from New Jersey, so when they heard a mayday call by Gordon Pass in Naples, they had no idea what direction to go in. But they acted quickly, which turned into an amazing rescue that might just give you the goosebumps. Before they could get their location, uh, the last uh, 
The last transmission from the captain was that they were going under and they'd be in the water. Cheryl, Jake, and Angel Casabona were just about to set their fishing line when they heard the Mayday call about 12 miles off Gordon Pass in Naples. When I heard they were going in the water and I heard there were three children, my heart, I felt deep down. I said, we have to go. No matter how bad the weather, the waves, the wake, the water, we have to go. The only problem, before the captain was able to give a location, the transmission cut out. And I said a quick prayer. And he pointed that boat in one direction, and we hit it spot on, spot on. No left, no right. He hit it right on. After just six or seven miles, they found something. And uh, we weren't sure from the distance if it was a crab buoy or, or what. The Casabonas found three children and two men floating with their life preservers and hanging on to a cooler. When I saw those three little bodies huddled together, I, oh. It was better than any fish I have ever caught. They then called for help over the radio, and first responders were on scene in just minutes. Both Cheryl and Angel are retired police officers. While their days are now spent on the water, Saturday's rescue brought them back to their old days. We thought our uh, our, our response days <laughs> were, were over, but uh, it, it turned out great. By the Casabonos after they radioed for help. They say the Collier County Sheriff's Office, Coast Guard, and Marco Fire and Rescue responded and were on scene in just minutes. Now, thankfully, everyone is safe and okay. Back to you. Amen. Amen. When Evan called me to tell me what had happened, he said, Dad, I thought we were going home to Jesus. But God had another plan. The invisible hand of God at work. Psalm 144, verse 7 says, Send your hand from above and deliver me out of great waters. When you are in need, when you're in a time of trouble, call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wait for him. Watch for him. His hand will be there. You can't see his hand, but you can't see the wind either. But you experience the wind, and he'll be there for you. Psalm 50, verse 15 says, And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. He is the only gate to salvation. He's the only gate to security. He is the only gate to satisfaction. In verse 10, the Bible says, The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and have it to the full. The King James says that you might have it more abundantly. Jesus satisfies our need for eternal life. John 1.4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. He is our security. He is the one that we need to rely on. He's the only gate that can get us into the kingdom of God. People without Jesus Christ are like a lamp that's never turned on. It looks nice, sits on the coffee table, but unless you turn it on, there will be no light. He is the light of the world. 
John 10, 28 and 29 says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father who gave them to me is greater than all, and no man can pluck them out of my Father's hand. He is our satisfaction. He is the one who can satisfy our soul as no one else can. Jesus satisfies our need for an abundant life now, an abundant life now. And the abundant life, my friends, is not more toys that you think are going to bring you more joys. The abundant life is a life of meaning and purpose and direction. It's the kind of life that will get you up in the morning and say, I have a purpose. I have a goal. God has called me, and I must be faithful. He's the only gate to satisfaction. Psalm 1611 says, I will show you the path of life. In my presence is fullness of joy. At my right hand are pleasures forevermore. Corey Ten Boom put it this way. She said, look within and be depressed. Look without and be distressed. Look at Jesus and be at rest. Warren Wearsby, and this is on the end of your bulletin, Warren Wearsby summarized this whole passage of John 10, 1 to 10, in these words. When we go through the door or the gate, you receive life and you are saved. As you go in and out, you enjoy abundant life in the rich pastures of the Lord. His sheep enjoy fullness and freedom. Jesus not only gives us his life, for us, but he gives his life to us right now. Jesus is the only gate for the sheep to come through. He's the only gate for salvation. He's the only gate for security. He's the only gate for satisfaction. Have you come to Jesus through the gate? There is no other way. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have called us, and many in this room, Lord, have heard your voice and have responded to you and have given their lives to Christ. Our burden this morning, Lord, is for anyone that has not come to you yet, anyone here or watching online, people in our neighborhood, our neighbors, friends, relatives. Oh, God, may this be the day of salvation. May you draw people to yourself. We thank you for speaking to us. In Jesus' name, amen.